Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. People who have visited the U.S., what is your WTF America story? First night in Los Angeles, watched as a stolen cop car and a million cop cars flew past me down Hollywood Boulevard at 60 miles per hour at 10 p.m. Then I turned and walked back into the Thai restaurant where I watched the fugitive get PIT maneuvered and shot dead live on the news via helicopter chase cam. Dude sitting next to us was excited to tell us we had officially, quote, experienced L.A. Over-the-top car chases, action chase cam news, neon lights in Hollywood, an Asian restaurant that made me feel like I was in an art film... He was right. I've told this story on Reddit before, but my biggest WTF was in fall 2005. Google Earth had just come out, and my colleague at the university lab and I were looking at it. She was a blonde bombshell from San Diego, and I'm a portly Indian boy. When I showed her Mumbai, my home city, she was blown away. You have buildings? Look, there's an airport. Oh my god, you have cars? How the heck do you think we got around, I asked. Her reply still rings on in my head. Not walking, not cows, not elephants, not bicycles, not horse-drawn carts. She said, camels. If I ever saw a camel in Mumbai, I'd stop everything I'm doing and say, holy crap, that's a freaking camel. Was at an all-you-can-eat buffet with the soft-serve ice cream machine. As kids, we thought we were being little pigs by swirling as high as we possibly could while our parents weren't looking or they certainly would have stopped us. The guy after us grabbed a full-size drink tumbler and filled it up with ice cream. No shame at all. No childlike glee at making the mother of all Sundays. I suspect now it was something he did regularly. I'm English and visited California about a decade ago. We'd been staying in a small town called Mariposa while we visited Yosemite National Park for a couple of days. My friends had continued their road trip onto Vegas, while I had to head back down to LA and get the plane home. I was waiting for a bus to the station in Mariposa. It was raining, uncharacteristic for April, I was told. A pickup truck pulls up. The first thing I see is a huge dog sitting in the passenger side. Then an old lady, I'm guessing around 60, peers over and asks me, where are you heading? I told her I was going to LA, and she says, me too, get in, and starts pushing the dog into the back. Partly out of politeness, but mostly out of curiosity, I jumped in. I think it was around a three to four hour drive to LA. As we set off, she starts listing all the things we have to do before we get there. Visit a friend to move a trailer, visit another friend who has broken her ankles to feed her dogs, visit a place where she could do her taxes, quote, that should only take a few hours. It was going to at least double the journey time. Now, in my head, I was saying, heck no, I don't want to do any of that. But I found myself saying, okay. She was super happy. After about half an hour, we arrived at her friend's house. She had two huge dogs, and I found myself carrying an industrial-sized bag of dog pellets to fill a huge automatic feeder. While my new lady friend went to use the bathroom, the slightly larger woman that owned the house showed me photos of her daughter and asked me what I thought of her. I said she was pretty, which wasn't a complete lie. She told me she didn't have a boyfriend, and I nodded and smiled awkwardly. Then she said, So you're going all the way down to LA with old lady friend, are you? I saw my chance. Um, actually, I think it might be better if I get the train. Do you know what the next one is? Slightly large woman checked the train times. Then she hollered out, Old lady friend, he needs to get the train. The next one's in 20 minutes. 
old lady friend rushes, as fast as a 60-year-old can, back into the room, shows no signs of being perturbed, says we better get going then, and we quickly get in the truck. It looks as though we may miss the train. Old lady friend is literally speeding down the road. She turns to me all of a sudden and says, Has anyone ever told you about Jesus? I tell her, yes, that my parents have told me all about him. That doesn't put her off giving me a little speech, and I don't say anything to stop her. I just smile and thank her. As we get closer to where the station is supposed to be, she winds down her window at some lights and shouts to a surprised dude on the street, Where's the station? Before accelerating hard and speeding around the bend in the direction the guy pointed to. We get to the station and there's time to spare. There's a bit of a queue at the ticket booth and I say thanks and take my place in line. After a few minutes, I reach the front and buy my ticket. I turn towards the platform and feel a tap on my shoulder. Old lady friend is standing there, apple in hand, a big smile on her face. She presses the apple into my hands and places her hands around mine. She bends her head in prayer. What she said, I can't remember. I was too busy looking at all the people staring at me, an old lady whose head barely reached my chest holding my hands. Amen. Without another word, she walks away. The train arrives, and I leave. I need a movie made about this now. This is such a good story. When I went to Florida, I was stopped by the police for jaywalking. I protested that the road was clear, so therefore safe to cross. He said, I don't know how you do it in your country, but here in the US, we take road safety seriously. Aghast, I explained I was from England, and my only knowledge of jaywalking was from Lethal Weapon 3, and I believe that it was just a made-up law that they used in the movie to sass people. He chuckled and said, that's a great movie. I prefer the first. I agreed and said it was by far the best. After a brief chat about the entire Lethal Weapon saga, he said, in the future, make sure you use the crossings. I agreed, but asked in a pretty decent South African accent, what if I have diplomatic immunity? He chuckled, nodded his head, and pointed to the crossing and said, cross there, enjoy your vacation. And off he went. It was the highlight of my holiday. I went to Disneyland in Anaheim, and it just struck me that there were a large number of disabled people out and about enjoying the rides. I'm from India, where there is no shortage of disabled people, but it was just the sheer number of disabled people that made me extremely happy that the park was accessible to everyone. You done good, America, I said to myself as I ate some horrible, expensive, fried thing. I later realized that most of those people were not disabled, but fat people on scooters who do not feel like walking. Where do I sign up? According to New Yorkers, my mother and I can't possibly be Portuguese. Apparently, we're Russian, duh. Other than, incredibly nice and friendly. I loved it. Korean friend who just got off the plane in Atlanta. So many big, fat, black women! Yes, he said it loudly and in public. But my favorite was a Japanese fellow who went to a buffet with a group of friends in Vegas. He sits down, and his plate looks like a normal little meal. We all have heaps of crap all over ours, and his eyes bug out that we have so much food. I said he's really going to freak out when he realizes this is only our first plate. A couple. I went to university at Cal State Fresno. I was a country boy from Canada. When I was there, the entire downtown of Fresno was boarded up and you did not go there after dark. Actually, anytime. And a full-blown gun-slash-gang fight outside of my apartment. In Clovis, a suburb near the university. For a kid from small-town Canada, that was mind-blowing. When I first moved to America... One of the first things I saw after leaving JFK was a homeless man pleasuring himself outside of Union Station. It wouldn't have been that strange, except I had heard a lot of things about New York City from people who had been there, or knew someone who knew someone, etc., and I was worried what I was seeing was just going to be an everyday, everywhere thing all throughout the country. I saw 50 chicken nuggets for $5. There was a place called Norma's in Washington State, somewhere rural. 
Anyway, it was like a shrine to George Bush. The owner was a guy, and the back of the menu had his face with the quote, just call me Norma on the back. Best burger I ever had, called the George W. Bush burger. Not my story, but my mom's. And instead of visiting, it was more like a, people who have immigrated to the U.S., what is your WTF America story? So, it's the early 1980s, and my mom's plane touches down in LAX from Tokyo. As she was collecting her luggage and waiting for her friend to pick her up, a Hare Krishna, which she had never seen before, came up to her and asks her, in English, if she could donate a few dollars. My mom, who only had a few yen and a poor grasp of English, tried to explain to the Hare Krishna that she couldn't understand him and that she had just arrived in the United States. The moment she started talking to him in Japanese, he just gave her some of the money he had and went on his merry way, leaving her at the luggage carousel confused as heck. I asked an old lady if it's true all Americans carry guns. She smiled and pulled a revolver out of her purse. She was a nice lady. I was 12 years old when I spent a month in Minnesota. I remember going WTF, or at least a French equivalent, when we went to Mall of America and I saw the freaking roller coaster inside of it. Edit. I'm not Canadian. I come from the old continent. Back home, we would say something like, Pourtant! Yes, it means unfaithful woman. But I wasn't using curse words when I was 12, so I probably shouted, Oh la vache! Holy cow. Minnesota is awesome when you're 12. Now that I'm all grown up, I'd like to go to LA or New York City, but nothing beats fishing and horseback riding when you're a preteen. Canadian on tour in America witnessed an enormous man at a big boy in Wisconsin pull out five jumbo freezer bags and fill them to the brim with sausages from the all-you-can-eat buffet. He hid every bag between the overhang of his belly and sweatpants, then filled a full plate of sausages and proceeded to sit calmly at his table and finish them. Canadian was in a gas station waiting to pay before prepaid took over and a couple of guys with handguns and holsters were in line in front of me, resting their hands on the guns. Not so much WTF, I knew to expect it, but it's a memory I think of often. Edit. I know nothing about guns or the proper terminology, but I have lots of questions about the exact posture in my inbox, so I'll try to clarify without angering more people. It wasn't a threatening, I'm about to draw my gun pose, it was more of a, this is just a comfy resting place in my hands pose. Like when you hook your thumb on your belt and let it hang there except near your gun. Anyway, my original point wasn't that I thought they were going to draw. I was just shocked seeing a couple of guns like that. It had never happened before. Me paying at a gas station. Attendant hears I have an accent. Smiles at me. You speak English so well. Thanks. Although I should do. I'm from England. Cue confused look. Wait, they... She trailed off. Speak English? There? Her colleague stared at her in open-mouthed disbelief and then broke out laughing with the other customers. She looked mortified. To be fair, I felt terrible for her. She was only trying to be friendly to a foreigner. I'm from America, and I have a friend from Australia. It amazes him that there are so many flags everywhere. Apparently, that is a distinct USA thing. He'll make jokes about how we all forget where we are. Was in northern New York, near Buffalo, and a waitress overheard that I was headed back to the Pacific Ocean. She asked where I was going, and I said Vancouver. Uh, no, honey. Vancouver is in Canada, and that is on the Atlantic Ocean. I said, Canada is from sea to sea, just like America. She replied, no, that's not right. Only America is from sea to sea. The combination of her being absolutely sure about something and her total ignorance was surprising enough, but the fact that she felt she could basically interrupt our conversation by telling me I am wrong about what ocean I live beside was weird. French ex-exchange teenager in Cali here, summer 97. 
I was young and missed the field trip bus to Disneyland from San Diego, so I did something pretty stupid. I hitchhiked to go there by myself. Dude who took me looked like a plain cloth cop, but a good buddy. When he heard I was French, he told me to never ever hitchhike in USA because it's pretty dangerous. Plus, people could assume I'm a serial killer. So I boasted, look at you, you don't think I'm a serial killer. I'm not that dangerous looking, or you're a careless. He told me to open the glove box in front of me. There was a supposedly loaded, freaking desert eagle inside. He dropped me at the bus station and insisted to give me $10 for a ticket. I had cash, and waited for me to go in the bus. TLDR, still don't know if plain cloth angel or zodiac killer. Do you have cell phones in Norway? This was in 2012. Kids nowadays get an iPhone and or iPad before they're born. I'm Canadian, and I went down to the US to do a little shopping. I accidentally pulled out some Canadian bills, and the cashier asked why I kept Monopoly money in my wallet. Edit, a lot of people are saying it was just sarcasm. I don't think it was. The cashier looked around 16 years old. She had probably never seen Canadian money before. When I started awkwardly chuckling, she had a puzzled look on her face. But who knows? Maybe she was just really invested in a joke. After moving from Africa as a teen, I am repeatedly asked why I moved to Africa in the first place, to which I replied that I've always lived there. I am also asked, so why are you white? To which I reply, oh my god, Karen, you can't just ask people why they're white. However, when they reply with blank stares, I realize they aren't referencing Mean Girls. Some other questions. So, Africa is one country and all the borderlines are, like, states? Are there, you know, buildings? You guys have memes over there, right? Are you Australian? Uh? Australian here. I went to Houston last year and spoke to a girl my age in the airport. We got chatting about uni slash college. It was around July. And she asked me if I was on my summer vacation. I casually explained I was on my winter break. She was genuinely confused and did not understand how it was summer in the US but winter in Australia. I tried to explain, but eventually gave up. This next one has layers. I was complimented on my excellent English by a girl from Ohio. I'm Canadian. She thought we all spoke German. You know, Canada. The country best known for speaking German. Not that there's already a country whose language is named after the country it originates from. When I started chatting to a cashier, she squealed and asked where I was from. I told her Australia, and she instantly dumbed down how she spoke. Do y'all speak English down there? I replied sporadically. She laughed and informed me that wasn't a word. When I went to the US the first time and ordered a meal from Burger King, ordering a large fry, Coke, and a Whopper, I was blown away by the size of it all. Each item was larger than the same item back home. I was already like WTF, but then the cashier said I could have a second Whopper for $1. Again, I was like, what the heck? Sign me up. Another time while I was in Daytona, I went to a restaurant and the woman kept refilling my drink again and again. Being a bit shy, I didn't tell her to stop and expected the bill with $15 for sodas, but then I found out the refills were free. What the heck? Free refills? I'd only seen that at places like Subway, but so many restaurants in the US had free refills. I love the US for restaurants and food in general. The portions are massive and very reasonably priced. Went to Walmart. The fabled creatures there are just as the internet portrays them as. Nonetheless, still mind-blowing.
With all the Australian replies in this thread, I can only imagine someone dressed like Steve Irwin running around a Walmart, squatting down in front of the average shopper and exclaiming, Four, now there's a beauty! Overweightist Americanus, known for their impulsive spending habits. These babies can grow up to 158 kilos! How spread out everything is. Like, it's pretty much impossible for me to survive without a car, while everywhere I needed to go on a regular basis back in London was in a 10-minute biking distance. Also, the number of pickup trucks people own without needing. It has come to my attention that the city I live in, Jacksonville, Florida, is the widest city in the 48 contiguous states of the U.S., with a population of just under 1 million. That explains a lot. Not gonna lie, I personally hate needing a vehicle to navigate a city. Like, what's the point of having everything in one spot if you're just going to have to drive to it anyway? It defeats the purpose entirely. Any contractors or civil engineers willing to answer this question in the comments? Let me know. Not mine, but someone posted a while back about his British boss getting pulled over for speeding. As is the tradition in England, he got out of the car to meet the police officer, and it went about as well as you'd expect. Went to a club the other day and got frisked by a door guy wearing a bulletproof vest. That was interesting. Every single one of you jerks asked me where in England I was from. I'm from Australia! Pretty much as far away from England as you can get without leaving the planet! A universal WTF for both foreign and US citizens? The Golden Corral. Everything was submerged in liquid butter. The patrons were larger than some cars. I'd never been out of Australia before. In Australia, only farmers and cops have guns, and some criminals I guess, so I had never seen a gun that wasn't in a cop's holster in my entire 30-year existence. We go to the US for our honeymoon and have the honor and privilege of visiting a Walmart. The guns are just on the shelf. You can touch them. A fellow Aussie friend who was with us at the time asked the cashier if she could hold one. He looked at her as if she had asked if it was okay to breathe the store's air. Can I hold one? This big one? She asked, incredulous. Sure, if you want to, the guy said, confused and bored at the same time. She picked up this huge gun. Sorry, not a gun guy. Don't know what it was. It was about the size of a shotgun, but was bulkier. And was getting us to take photos of her with it. If I had a gun like that at home and walked outside my house with it, someone would drive past and see me in about 10 seconds. They would call the cops, which would take about 30 seconds. The police station is just up the road, so I estimate a cop car would arrive in about 3 minutes. And it would take about 10 seconds for a cop to ask me politely to jump in his car and come for a nice chat down to the police station. But it'll be fun for about 4 minutes. That thing is $10. That's good. I have a $10 note. I can buy that thing. Oh, wait. I went to Applebee's. Mistake number one, I guess. I was then served by a nice young lady called Brittany who asked me with a serious face if we have trees in Scotland. I'm from the UK. Lived in the US for about five years now. Few things that annoy me. You want to get a loan for a new car? There's a fee for that, on top of the interest. You want to take money out of the ATM? There's a fee for that. You want to exchange some currency? There's a fee for that, on top of the exchange spread. A product has money off? You'll have to send something to receive it. They hope you can't be bothered. Pretty much any service, someone will try to make a few extra dollars off you. Was in Spokane at Silverwood, amusement park, and asked where the washroom was. I was promptly told there were no washrooms in the park. This happened a good handful of times, and it never even occurred to me that I had to say restroom to receive any real help. 
I'm Canadian and have visited the United States multiple times and have had an overall enjoyable experience on each one. I wouldn't blame this on America, but I saw a fat, bald, middle-aged man standing on the side of a Pennsylvania highway with bunny ears. I'm sure this happens in Canada too, but this is the first time I've seen something like this. Easter Bunny has had a rough few years. People just don't care about Jesus coming back anymore. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot linked in the description too. Either way, thanks a lot for watching and we'll see you guys next time.